1996, a University of San Diego grad student published a study on the impacts of using learning styles in education. The study was conducted at an independent prep school in Southern California involved a sample of 76 ninth graders. The students were given a test that supposedly revealed their own particular method of learning and processing information, and the teachers were instructed on how to teach according to these learning styles. However, contrary to the researchers' hopes, the mean GPA of the students actually dropped from 3.2 to 3.1. It was an early clue of what would be confirmed years later through exhaustive analysis of the data. There is no good evidence that teaching to learning styles improves educational outcomes. This is despite decades of promises that the concept of learning styles would revolutionize education. I'm Travis View, and this is Trickle Down, a podcast about what happens when bad ideas flow from the top. With me are Julian Field and Jake Rokitansky. Episode 13, Educational Fashions. Now, I am hard-pressed to think of a more important society-wide project than educating children. Education gives uh, individual people the tools to engage with the world and pursue fulfilling lives. And it gives people common reference points to create a stronger, more peaceful society. And that resonates into the future as these children grow and have children of their own. So how we engage in the project of education has a huge impact on the world, not just in the next generation, but hundreds or even thousands of years after we're gone. So it's very important that teachers operate with the most effective pedagogy or method and practice of teaching. So one would hope that over time, thanks to modern research methods, the pedagogy commonly used in classrooms would get better and more evidence-based over time. But today, I'm going to talk about a teaching method and philosophy that got very popular in the 80s and 90s and kind of remains popular to this day, despite the fact that the evidence in its favor is very thin. And in fact, in recent years, there's been evidence that it may be actively harmful. And that is the theory of learning styles in education. You probably have heard of it. So the, the root concept of learning styles is based upon a simple intuitive idea, which is that different people most successfully learn through different means, or maybe they best learn through different sensory or emotional inputs, possibly because people have differing brains, which makes them more receptive to certain ways of knowing and absorbing information. And some people have managed to, you know, build elaborate concepts based on this intuitive idea and build massively successful careers for decades. So, I mean, I assume you guys have heard about this, right? Learning styles. Yeah, I was briefly scared you might be taking down Montessori, which is my mom's, you know, background, and I would have had to um, sick my dogs on you. No, 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 no not, not be talking about that today. Something that's kind of aggravating about reviewing the history of learning styles is that there isn't any reason to believe that the people who initially developed the concepts of learning styles were malicious. You know, they're usually, you know, educational researchers who genuinely wanted to find new ways to improve education for as many people as possible. And they came up with these concepts which make sense like on a, you know, just a common sense kind of level. But these ideas became popularized and all of a sudden there were these financial incentives and it turned into an industry in which people could make money by selling uh, placement tests, books, and courses on these learning styles. And all of a sudden there was a reason to steer the science away from any indication that these learning styles techniques were actually working. And consequently, these ideas are still very hard to dislodge. 
when reading through the literature on the subject, I noticed that there's a huge disconnect between how the fields of neuroscience and cognitive psychology think about the learning style concept and how educators think about it. Because in psychology, especially over the past like 15 years or so, there are really a ton of papers showing how there's really no good evidence to suggest that learning styles are valid or helpful in any meaningful way. It's gotten to the point where psychologists openly refer to it as the learning styles myth, or they categorize it as a popular neuro myth. Now, I think it's important to be clear about like what researchers are criticizing when they talk about the myth of learning styles. And they don't dispute that there are differences between students or there are instances where tailoring your teaching approach to the student can be helpful. You know, there are plenty of individual differences between students like, you know, intelligence, background knowledge, interest in the field. Researchers agree that teaching with these differences in mind can have a positive impact. Research also indicates that combining various educational methods like integrating text and visual aids generally enhances learning outcomes. This phenomenon is called the multimedia effect. However, modern research psychologists challenge the notion that individual students have specific learning styles and that tailoring education to a handful of specific preferred styles will notably enhance their academic achievements. In 2012, the cognitive psychologists Doug Roher and Hal Pashler published a research review about learning styles, which says this. It does indeed make sense to speak of students who, in comparison with their peers, have poor visual spatial ability and strong verbal ability. But this does not imply that such students will learn anatomy better if their textbook has few diagrams. But the fact that there's no good evidence of the effectiveness of learning styles has had very little impact on the popularity of the belief all over the world. So researchers occasionally conduct polls asking if they believe in learning styles, asking just how many people believe this. So surveys conducted in the United States, Turkey, Portugal, China, Switzerland, and the United Kingdom and Latin America suggest that the average rates of learning style myth endorsement among the general public and educators ranges from 80 to 95 percent. This is just one of these things that most people believe, despite the fact that there's no reason to believe it. Is this why, like, my entirety of growing up, people would tell me that I was a very visual learner? Yes. Oh, you're a more, you're a more visual learner. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, that's exactly it. That's exactly it. That's basically a iteration or a manifestation of, you know, the learning styles myth. So, you know, you'd hope that teachers would be like, be wise about the pitfalls of the learning styles myth, but actually teacher training typically reinforces it. So in 2016, research conducted by the National Council on Teacher Quality revealed that two thirds of teacher training programs mandated the integration of learning styles and lesson planning. Additionally, over half of the educational textbooks recommended considering students' learning styles. And these teachings seem to have a lasting impact. The study in 2017 investigating common misconceptions in neuroscience showed that among 598 educators surveyed, 76% concurred with the statement that, quote, people learn more effectively when information is presented in their favored learning style. And 71% agreed with the statement, quote, children possess learning styles that are predominantly sensory based. 
it's very, I don't know, it's very weird. It's like, it's, it, we're in this situation where it's like all of psychology is basically agree that it's not very good, but it's just something that uh, even people, even educators generally do believe. Well, it's interesting because it takes a little bit of the responsibility, I feel like, off the educator, right? If, if somebody, mm. something is, you know, a lesson isn't landing on a particular student, you know, you're going, oh, well, you know, it's because their learning, st- their learning style is, is different. I, I can't teach for all learning styles. You know, I have to come up with a sort of happy medium. I can't just draw pictures on the board for all the Jakes in the classroom. <laughs> right. Just the teacher being like, yo, this student's straight up stupid style. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's like, yeah, I can't just blast uh, like EMP waves about uh, science through all the Julians in the classroom, you know, to penetrate, you know, penetrate their brain. Is there a way to get this uh, Julian to uh, shut up and stop making <laughs> jokes in class? Is, is there a way to get him to just behave and uh, obey? Yeah, clearly. <laughs> cle- what learning clearly style he is learns that? in the class clown style. Yeah, I'm I'm the annoying style. Yeah, I need to. Yeah, we need to figure out how to teach against uh, the Jake and Brian uh, sitting next to each other in the back of the class style. What's the style of student where they are asking for more homework? Because that style, I was always very resistant to their learning style. <laughs> there are only two styles of students. There's the Stacys and the Chads. That's true. And then and then there's uh, the and then there's the dorks and everyone else. That's three already that you listed. So you don't even, you you you're the not 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 with the numbers style. No. I can see. Yeah. <laughs> hey there. You've been listening to a sample clip of Trickle Down. This is a side project that uh, I've been working on. It's a ten episode series about misinformation and bad ideas that flow from high authority sources. I think it's fascinating, and I mean, it's a way for I guess me to explore the way people who should know what they're talking about don't always actually. I'm not gonna lie, uh, some of it's kind of a bummer, but um, if you're anything like me, that's actually more of a reason to dive into the subject matter. Like with the premium episodes of QAnon Anonymous, all the episodes of Trickle Down are available to people who support us through Patreon. Uh, Still the same five bucks a month, double the extra content, same price that we've been doing since 2018. We are inflation-proof. 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 Inflation-proof.